0: Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. I'm Steve Bogner and have a lot of our awesome podcast team, the best podcast team in the world, at least the best ones in the SAP SuccessFactors world. Um, today with me, I have Sven Ringling, Mark Ingram, Amy Grubb, Becky Murray, Luke Marson, and Martin Gillette. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone.
1: Hello. Hi hey there.
0: there. Yeah. So this podcast, we're going to talk about um, the impact of COVID-19 on um, on our customers, on the software, on the workforce, and and how uh, we're responding to it. How others are responding to it. Um, maybe some tips and some advice as we go along. Um, it's really unprecedented times, isn't it? This is really pretty crazy. Um, I was talking with my wife about you know when when 9/11 happened in the U.S. and everything shut down. That was for a relatively short period of time and and we've been shut down for a long time here so it's uh, changing a lot of things i think a lot of people are learning new ways to work and we're learning learning new ways to use the software that we have and we're also re- responding to a lot of uh compliance changes because you know governments around the world are trying to um, help out their people and and a lot of that is through the hrr payroll systems. so Got a lot going on. So um, I guess, you know, I want to kick it off with you, uh, Luke, first, um, and just talk about one of the things I've seen are some uh, add-ons that various partners are creating for Employee Central. And just curious if you could um, just tell us uh, just in general what those add-ons are about and um, what they do and, and how customers can access them.
2: Sure. Thanks, Steve. Um yeah, it's a pretty crazy time at the moment. Um, so I hope that um, everybody on the podcast and all of our listeners are keeping safe and able to stay healthy and away from contracting uh, the Covid nineteen virus. Um, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of um, partners, success factors partners, implementation partners as well as product extension partners. Um, releasing different types of add-ons and extensions and functionality and whatnot. Um, I'll give a shameless plug first to to my company, iServe, because we announced uh, Thursday last week that we were releasing a a uh, free-of-charge COVID-19 extension for SAP SuccessFactors. Um, customers can just download the instructions from our website and can follow those and there's also an hour-long video that accompanies it so they can um, basically get that set up in the system um, as a self-services application and customers can go um, so employees can go in and either through a tile on the homepage or directly to their um, to their uh, uh, employee profile and they can maintain data you know, whether, about their health, about where they might have been, whether they have any concerns about colleagues and what not um, and that's one of the things that we've done we offered it completely free of charge we don't collect content information or anything like that because um, you know, we, we decided that we wanted to do this to help out customers in the ecosystem mm-hmm. um, I've seen a very similar thing from uh, Rising as well Uh, And I've heard of other customers that have done a few bits and pieces. I think Becky can can add some color to that um, shortly. Um, What else I've seen is Sedalis, who have an employee health and safety extension application that integrates with SuccessFactors. They've added some functionality uh, related to um, managing COVID-19. Enterprise alumni have done something similar. They've got an action plan. That customers can use to then um, work with the software to reach out to um, alumni. You know, it's particularly useful, um, you know, while some businesses are seeing a slowdown in business, there are other yeah. other companies that are seeing an, an uptake. You know, if yeah. you're working in healthcare or certain parts of retail or certain uh, logistic industries, um, there's a definite need to very quickly bring people into the business to meet a, a higher demand than, 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 was seen prior to the, uh, the pandemic outbreak. Um, so yeah, there, there's a few things being done. Um, I'm really pleased that, you know, so far it doesn't look like any of these, uh, uh, marketing stunts or sales stunts or anything like that. It really does look like companies who maybe have a bit more time on their hands than they did a few weeks ago, you know, using that for the best interest of customers. Sure. Um, you know, it's 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 really great to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is good to see. Um, so Becky, uh, Luke mentioned that you might have some additional things to add to this. what are you seeing that um, customers are doing and, and using in response to uh, managing how Covid nineteen impacts their
1: workforce? Well, I think you know because this kind of came out of the blue, um, customers are looking for ways to utilize the solutions that they have. Um, So, even just putting up announcements and current status uh, postings, messages from leadership right on the homepage, you know, Mm -hmm. creating custom tiles or putting links in for things. Um, Customers that maybe weren't utilizing Jam in the same capacity have now found that Jam has become, you know, this central solution for them to convey out all this information and to be able to have location-specific, you know, information being shared. I've seen and had customers ask about um, you know, how can they reuse some of the performance management functionality, which is you know, just a form that collects information. We've set some up for um, equipment requisitions from people who are now working from home who maybe didn't have the setup that they needed um, because you can just create a route map, have it approved by the manager, have it go to procurement or whoever needs to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets closed when the you know when the equipment gets sent out, um, so there are a lot of really cool things that you can do, um, you know, with your solution. If you just think about some of the different bits and pieces of functionality and how they might be repurposed, mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things about the extension that um, Iserve came out with that Luke was just mentioning is that, you know, it's built right into the solution, so it's available for reporting. Um, and Luke, I don't know if you want to comment, but you're over in Europe, and I think we're seeing a lot of different countries over there looking for um, you know, the actual organizations, business organizations to provide, um, you know, updates about people who are sick, uh, you know, with this virus, you know, coming right from the company. So this would be a way for those organizations to be able to send that information out to, um, reporting agencies and, Mm -hmm. and things like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, our solution does have that capability. I think Rising also in theirs have provided um, some ability for customers, you know, to leverage the uh, reporting. You know, I, I I don't know about about Rising solution. ours is built on the platform, so you don't need Employee Central, um, so that you you know, you can report, just using the report center, uh, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Beck, you are right. There are some reporting requirements in some countries, um, particularly in, you know, there's a lot of social assistance in European countries, and sometimes for companies to make use of that, they have to provide certain reports and certain other information. It it varies a lot from country to country, um, as Mm -hmm. you expect with any compliance reporting, So, there is a some kind of need um, in some countries to be able to report on all these different bits and pieces of um, you know, the the state of the workforce. Mm-hmm. Right. I so- just wanted
3: to add, oh, sorry. I just wanted to jump on to what Becky was um, sharing. And I first of all, I think those are fantastic examples. And now is the time for customers to think outside the box in terms of, how to get the most out of their success, success factor solutions. And here's, you know, this is the beauty of it being so flexible, right? So I love the example of just creating a simple performance management form uh, with a route map that can go, you know, for equipment requisitions. Who would have thought to do that, right? That's fantastic. But for customers who haven't necessarily started thinking about that or are or, or looking for other solutions, I would just, you know, this is a great reminder to, to look to what you already have and especially jam because I find that customers don't, they may have it, they don't really use it a lot. And this is this is a perfect um, situation to create mm-hmm. some jam groups, to share information, to record really quick and easy videos. Um, maybe you have, you know, your, um, I don't know, the, the person in charge of this, situ- this COVID situation in each company, um, record a daily video with with what are those updates and what's going on. Very, very simple to do and push that out through Jam. Um, you could also look if you have onboarding, you know, there are ways that you could um, create a workflow if you needed something maybe a little more advanced than performance management forms. So, these tools are really powerful and, um, you know, the, you'll have folks that are working remotely for the first time. And staying connected is, is you know, more critical than ever. So um, I encourage people to look at the tools they have within the Success Factor suite and think outside the box on mm-hmm. um, how you can use them to stay connected and, and push out information, but also collect information as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're yeah, all big I mean, fans of uh, using what you have. Sorry, go ahead, Becky.
1: Sorry. Yeah, No, I was just going to say, we're also seeing a lot of people ask about continuous performance management, you know, companies that have been using right. that traditional performance platform for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, now, teams that are no longer sitting side by side and working together, you know, how do they keep each other posted on what they're working on or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're isolated at home, you know. Being able to put in what your goals are for the week or for the two, you know a two week period and having team members or managers you know comment and ask for updates it's it's a nice easy way to kind of keep people engaged and, and for managers to be able to manage some of the activities that are going on so and again Absolutely. if you're running the old performance turning this new bit on you know it's relatively easy to do and it, it's functionality you already have so I'm a big fan of leveraging what you have when you can.
2: hmm
4: Exactly. I'd also like to jump on on Amy's suggestion to utilize onboarding because it's good to to uh, uh, manage like a bit more complicated processes. Uh, we also start to see at least customers thinking about a bit uh, midterm use onboarding for the kind of the relaunch after the crisis because that that will be a challenge in itself. Uh, if you look at some organizations like uh, in Europe, Bosch, they they have. Put tens or hundreds of thousands of employees on temporary unemployment or short work scheme, or however you, you call it in each country, and they are thinking about how do we get them back on. There might be special uh, special circumstances. Maybe they cannot just come in. Maybe they have we have to ask whether they they are immune now or anything like that. Um, so that can so it, it could be like a reboarding tool uh, in that That's, instance.
3: Yeah. excellent. Yeah, uh-huh. excellent, Sven. That's
0: Yeah, Sven has some good ideas sometimes, so.
3: Every once in a while. Yeah, he's I mean, when I wake
0: wake up, (laughs) I have a coffee here. (laughs) So, hey Sven, I know that um, you're also doing things with Qualtrics too, so um, how is Qualtrics functionality playing into how companies um, manage the COVID-19 impact on their workforce?
4: Um, Yeah, Qualtrics has been quite quick at um, ramping up a few free solutions and uh, actually quite impressive to provide them, not just to customers who already use the, the Qualtrics platform. Mm-hmm. So they started with two or three um, quick uh, feedback surveys that can be repeated as pilots to, to see trends, um, looking at uh, the remote workforce to begin with, and then uh, particularly also um, uh, for the education industry, looking at remote learners, remote educators, and in particular, the the healthcare workforce who are in in the front line. So there's that specialized surveys uh, with with really well thought through questions and some reporting, and you mm-hmm. use them for free. And um, yeah, you you basically just request access to the solution, and depending on the company size, it's available immediately or it takes a few hours to uh, provision the brand, mm-hmm. which like is. Success factors would be called an instance, but that's quite impressive. And I think a couple of days ago they told me they had an uptake of 6,000 organisations uh, registering. Uh, maybe not all yet using it, but that's quite impressive. So um, and then we, we basically said, okay, it's it's easy to use, quick to set up, but a lot of organisations have questions about it, about the security. What do they do with the data? How do they send the emails? Um, it's all documentation, but in these days, maybe they don't all have the time to go through all the, the documentation, right? So we basically said within the modest limits of our capacity, we offer some free advice uh, if you want to. And that's how I had the privilege to, to work with a few organizations who uh, managed to get out um, and, and get this parts from their workforce quite quite quickly. And it's very really interesting. It's not always what you expect. Um, that's the essence why you send surveys. If the results were always as expected, would need them. Yeah, you don't need to know what you already know. Um, so we've we've seen results like where you expect those who always used to work remotely, they are not emotionally as much affected as those who who always worked in an office and are now locked into their um, into their office at home or kitchen with the kids in. But actually, we we found that the like the emotional well-being in some instances was basically the same between experienced remote workers and like new remote workers, but was other factors influencing it? It's particularly those who didn't have a lot of work to do. They they had the biggest emotional problems, maybe mm-hmm. because they are scared about their jobs, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Yeah, it depends on your circumstances. Um, some of you have kids, right? That's uh, not the easiest situation to, to share your office with uh, three kids who have to do their homework <laughs> at the same time. Maybe. Yeah. See. I don't know. So that that's very helpful. it, it, it really uh, those organizations who used it somehow in the second or third um, feedback pulse already. They all reported that they got insights. They, they actually could take actions on they wouldn't have otherwise seen that easily and um, and Qualtrics is adding stuff to that all of the time just looked at it earlier there are now 12 different solutions about half of them in some shape or form around employee or learner experience and then the, the other half is more on the customer experience or brand or supplier continuity um, side mm-hmm. and uh, this survey about remote work that had been pumped up to actually cover all workers, so it's inclusive now for those who are still on site, those who are in, in working from home. Um, and there are changes like every day. I started a, a blog to summarize how to best utilize it, and I think I've been updating it six or seven times in the last <laughs> 10 days. Yeah, that can happen when things change fast.
5: Yeah, indeed. Things move very fast. And uh, we've seen here in Belgium a couple of universities uh, grabbing the opportunity to actually gather some data because, as you probably know, we are confined at home, so they would like to know a lot of things going on in um, every, let's say, families. Who have you met recently? Have you talked to your neighbor? Have you shaken hands uh, uh, lately? So they were you know, pulling out some data like every Tuesday, to have some idea on the, um, I mean, to have an idea on the overview of the spread of the virus here in Belgium. So these data were collected by university using Qualtrics. So it's a little bit between brackets um, amusing that they see the technology coming to the grand public in these cases because nobody's paying attention to the product that you normally use, except mm-hmm. us, I guess. So mm-hmm. Qualtrics was actually quoted quite a few times here for. Uh, gathering that data and helping the, let's say, the, the side institution to uh, provide data to the uh, different specialists. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I've um, been, actually a lot of my friends have um, here in Belgium, have been recipients of the um, of the survey by um, one of the universities here. The, they, they put it out every week on a Tuesday to collect data. I filled it in and I noticed it was Qualtrics. Um, my wife also noticed it was Qualtrics as well. Huh. Um, so you know, it's it's good branding. It's only got Qualtrics in the URL, but still, I always look at the surveys to see who who is who is doing that. But it's very good. They ask the same kind of questions every week, as you know, as Martin says. And um, you know, Qualtrics is perfect for that because you know you're asking similar questions over and over again. It's very easy for them to use that data to build a picture. Over time, um, and look at the trends of of what people are doing, because I think that's also quite important in in society at the moment. Is to see how people are reacting and how they're behaving. Um, we've seen in a lot of countries, um, you know, most recently in the in the US, that behaviour has <laughs> lagged a bit at the start and changes over time. Yeah. Um, more so in some countries than others. Yeah. Um, but you know, Qualtrics is great for, for being able to um, get those insights directly from people um, to understand you know the certain trends behind uh, behind uh, all sorts of behaviour, which hopefully then can go into um, influencing policy, um, the police on how they um, how they enforce those policies and measures and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's been I think it's been I think it's been um, quite interesting to actually be on the consumer side of that once.
0: well that's that's really interesting it sounds like a really good use case like like you said um, so mark we haven't heard from you yet I want to get your perspective on this um, you always have uh, something interesting to, to add so.
6: <laughs> oh I try I try <laughs> um, so so right now it's we're not it seems like 2020 has been going on for well two years now yeah but it's this is a really this has been a really short term reaction and problem so far, and we're we're just kind of getting into it and you know how are we how are our teams going to meet? Um, you know um, mm-hmm. I, I heard from the SAP CEEs that mobile is suddenly as of very very recently becoming more interesting. In the past, you know we've had lots of things holding us back like the bring your own device policy and mm-hmm. uh, security uh, and so on. So there's, there's these short-term things, but I'm kind of wondering like what happened. So it, I mean, it, it's it's gonna change how people work. I think forever. It's not mm-hmm. this is not a March and April and May thing, right? We don't mm-hmm. know how long it's gonna last for people work from home this time, but mm-hmm. I think it I think it's not gonna go it's not gonna go back exactly the way it is, right? So my my questions. Are, so we we've got the technology. You know, it, I'm I'm selfish. I like recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how are people going to do immediate things like um, you know video interview and things like that? But beyond that, th- this whole work from home can be very isolating and demoralizing, right? How how do you do things like maintain an employer brand and keep people really engaged mm-hmm. beyond beyond service when this goes to next year or or it happens again or we have another 9/11 mm-hmm. or something like that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point. Uh, I mean, without bringing people together, it's it's building culture looks a lot different.
6: There are, there are all these intangible things that we don't even I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm used to isolation a bit because I'm an independent consultant. I've been working from home for 16 years now, um, but there are all these intangible things about people that that people have that they go to an office, right? Which I'm kind mm-hmm. of jealous of. Like they they get to go to each of his desks and have a quick chat and information is exchanged like that. There's happy hours. Um, there's meetings with face-to-face and all the, the body language stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my uh, my wife, for example, they've started doing um, a regular happy hour at work where they don't talk about work stuff at all. It's just kind of how you doing, right? And these yeah. are things that you normally get without having to have structure in place and to plan this in an office environment because they happen naturally, right? Mm-hmm. But you can, it, it has to be planned and kind of made into a system or um, an organized if, mm-hmm. if everybody's remote and you're not just going to accidentally bump into each other, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, Those are does great anybody, points, Mark.
3: Does anybody, does anybody totally- else have any oh,
6: Sorry. sorry. I was just, gonna I
3: just totally agree with you, Mark. Uh, yeah. I totally yeah. agree with you. I think this is totally going to change the way that we work going forward. I don't think this is a temporary thing. Um, the working from home, hopefully the, you know, this isolation is temporary. Um, my life hasn't changed at all, but I'm an introvert and, you know, I live alone and work from home, but you know, I do like to go out occasionally, <laughs> So, but I, I think that this is going to open the eyes of a lot of um, executives who have been reluctant to kind of put in place remote working situations for whatever reason, um, and I think this the remote remote working is here to stay. And so, I think staying in contact with your teams is especially critical right now because we have a lot of people working from home who've never done that before. They don't really know what that's like, or you know. So I think being intentional about getting together. Um, doing the, the video meetings, um, you know, we've all seen those funny bloopers on social media, but, you know, being (laughs) about having your, having your, um, one-on-ones, right. Still have those, but have them video so you can actually see, see some people. I mean, I've had, um, a couple of virtual happy hours as well. The other day I just, you know, had a little cocktail virtual get get together with two girlfriends and it was great. Just to see them. Right. I would normally meet them up, meet up with them for drinks. We did it over Zoom. Not quite the same, but it was almost good. Right. So, uh, yeah, I totally agree that this is here to stay. It's going to change the way that we work and we relate to each other. And um, I just want to know how that homeschooling is going, Mark, while you're trying to work. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs> my my yeah my kids are semi-sufficient they're not kindergartners they're, they're high school and middle school but still it's I have to check to see if it's anything yeah. late every day and uh, just give, give them a little bit of a push you know I mean I, yeah. d- I don't have to do the homeschooling itself but I have to that's good I, I have to supervise somewhat yeah. yeah well one thing I found is
0: you know because I have a couple kids well one's home from college doing remote work and the others you know home from high school doing remote work and the college was ready to do remote learning because it's part of what they do the high school' it's, it's a really good high school but they're just not prepared for re- remote learning so it, it it's taking them a while to to do that and um, you know I know some of my customers have really struggled struggled with infrastructure issues the their VPNs which are needed for a lot of things just weren't ready for this and employees weren't ready for it because, you know, maybe they have uh, they have a desktop computer at work with two monitors. Right. And can they take that home? Yes or no. And how do they do that? Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you guys have seen similar things, but it just looks like um, some companies weren't ready for this from an infrastructure perspective.
6: Uh, I, I've I've heard of people just saying, Today is the last day you can be in the office. Grab what you can, monitors, etc. Yeah. One person I heard, one person I heard, uh, one of my wife's colleagues actually um, remember to take a picture of his cubicle so you could use it as a Zoom background.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, wow, well, very clever. That is clever. That's forward-looking too. Remember that on the performance review. A um, couple things that I want to touch on before uh, we go too long on this. One is. I want to talk about, um, you know, my favorite topic is time and payroll, and then I also want to talk about this uh, first half uh, semi-annual release coming up for Success Factors and what's going to happen with that. So let me cover time and payroll just real quick. Um, You know, lots of countries are putting out programs for helping workers, um, you know, Manage the layoffs, helping companies with cash flow and giving them financial breaks so that they can uh, afford to keep workers on longer. A lot of things, and it's, it's very specific country by country. Um, in the U.S., you know, we have um, some regulations about you know people can collect unemployment earlier. They don't, there's no waiting period. Um, there's also some things for smaller companies that uh, they can do. But one thing I'm seeing a number of companies do. Um, publicly and, and even some of my customers privately, they're giving bonuses to their, you know, frontline uh, staff so that they uh, stick around, basically. So, um, you know, they're giving out uh, bonuses, 500 or $1,000, things like that, um, as a, a way to say thank you and a way to sort of keep people um, working. Because, you know, I think, Mark, you were saying it's, it's you know, some companies, uh, are laying off and others are hiring, right? So depending on the type of your company, you really need to make sure that you keep those frontline workers um, involved and on the job um, and show them some appreciation and, you know, giving them some bonuses are, uh, you know, that's a pretty good way to go. So, um, you know, there's a lot of questions when companies do that though, because a lot of companies aren't used to setting up new things in their time and payroll systems once they've been live for a while. So. Um, doing that and doing it the right way, so that you can get all the tax credits and so that you can report on it correctly, um, is is important. So there's a lot of that going on, and um, just uh, for companies, you know, for people, listeners who are you know, on the time and payroll side of things, uh, I've got a blog page on my site, sitecp.com and I'll put it in the podcast notes where I'm tracking um, information, you know, from the different countries regarding uh, time and payroll adjustments, and also a link to an SAP blog there that has SAP's uh, response to all of those things, which is really good. So I um, want to hear from the team on uh, you know, the, the release coming up from SuccessFactors for, I think it comes out in May, right? Um, what's going to happen with that? Because a lot of companies, I don't think, are going to be ready to uh, test and, and implement that. What's going to happen? I-
6: yeah, I would I would predict based upon the community that it's gonna be delayed. Yeah. Um wait, I mean it any any development is already being done, so it's not a matter of, you know, SCP or Success Factors Success Factors resources. I think it's just they wanna give a bit more cushioning to customers. So uh-huh. that would be my that would be my bet, but um unless it's been announced during this call, I um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's well, why I'm asking.
2: I need to say that, Mark. Um, but quite literally a few minutes ago, I don't know how long it'll be by the time this podcast uh, gets out, but um, I did just get a notification that the um, the Half On 2020 preview release is going to go out as planned on April 10th, but the production release has been pushed back to June the 5th. So I think that's about
1: four about to five month.
2: weeks. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, they're about.
0: Well, that could That's be enough nice to give some them companies some
1: extra time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Gives them a little breathing
6: space. Yeah. I think. I like that. That's good.
2: I know that Jarrett has spoken to a few customers. I mean, not a, not a big sample size. Um, uh, but I think he spoke to 10 to 12 customers and he said it was about 50, 50 on whether customers agreed with that or didn't agree with that. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how that, how that goes. I mean, you know, with everything that's going on right now, there are winners and there are losers. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a lot of the time there's a lot more losers than, than winners. But, um, yeah, I think for some customers it'll be um, good that they have that extra four weeks, five weeks or, or, or whatnot to test everything that's going in. Um, I, I don't know, without looking at the release notes, I think they've been a bit a bit delayed um, this time out. but. Uh, without seeing them, I don't know how many um, universal um, updates there are. If there aren't so many, then that's really going to keep the impact down um, quite a lot. So you know, customers are going to be in a position where they maybe only have to go and up activate those opt-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, for other customers who maybe uh, um, are not struggling so much, uh, you know, they might be, you know, they might have a schedule that has now been uh, changed that they that they weren't anticipating. So I can kind of see it from both sides, but my gut tells me it's probably for the best that it's been pushed back. Mm -hmm. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but that's...
4: I think it's it's actually a good idea, and that's what I hope would happen, is that the preview release is not delayed. So if you are planning something new, at least you you can prepare on the preview release to be really ready to go in a couple of days when it comes into production. So thinking of customers, we are planning to, to switch to or implement onboarding 2.0, which has, um, well, let's say more than one buck at the moment. Um, so they, they were pretty much looking forward to the H1 release um, uh, to prepare for their go live. But now you can basically build it up in the preview and then go to production when, when the when the fixes are in production a few weeks later. I think that's quite a good compromise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it makes the, the best of a tough situation, I think. Okay, well, this has been a great conversation, everyone. I, You know, there's always more we can talk about. Um, you know, Sapphire Now is going to be online, right? Yeah. Um, other things are going on. So it's, it's going to be uh, an interesting year, and that's kind of where we're at.
5: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, appreciate everything. Uh, you know, stay safe. You know, take the social distancing thing seriously. Don't go spreading this around. Um, Do what you can from home and and take care of yourself and stay safe and stay healthy. That's for all of my friends here on the podcast and for all of our listeners, too. Uh, Take it seriously. Thanks,
6: Steve. Hey, thanks, thanks
2: everybody. Thanks, everybody.
4: Have a good weekend. All right. Take care, everyone.